After Nyetta interviews Ms. Nix, she reaches out to Ann Richards, eighth grade guidance counselor, Ms. Francine Lucky. Ms. Francine has been in the education system for 23 years, and only after teaching for three years, she found her passion in counseling when her son came down with meningitis and became deaf. At that time, while trying to enroll her son in special testing to take his SATs for college, the guidance counselor at her son's school had little faith in her son's ability to pass the test. Now, needless to say, Ms. Lucky's son passed the SAT test, and from that moment, she knew that she would be a guidance counselor to help other students be prepared for their future. Today's podcast music is produced by Damien Abney Music. To get your very own custom beats, email him at DavionAbneyMusic at gmail.com. That is D-A-V-I-O-N-A-B-N-E-Y-M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com. Good afternoon, Mrs. Nancy um, Lucky. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. First of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We call that the TTT at the Help Show. <laughs> so thank we, you. So we appreciate you um, taking the time to, uh, to interview with the Help Show and to um, spread awareness of the importance of being a guiding counselor um, in the educate in the educational um, system and how important it is for children to have this guidance for them to become productive citizens, as I call it. And so um, I thank you again. I'm very humbled that you have taken the time. I want you guys to know she's a busy lady. <laughs> Let me tell you that now. She is very, very busy. Um, and it is Christmas break, so, you know, we don't want to take too much of her time so she can enjoy her break with her grandchildren and her children. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this this um, this show on the road. So, um do you want me to call you Miss Francine, Miss Francis, or Miss Lucky? What would you like for me? You to can call, call me Francine. Miss <laughs> Francine, okay, Miss Francine. So, um, tell tell a little bit the audience about yourself, Miss Francine. Okay, my name is uh, Francine Lucky, and I am a guidance counselor for Dallas Independent School District. I um, been in the education field for about twenty three years. I started off as a clinic attendant and um, went back to school and got my certification, and I taught for a couple of years, and then I received my um, master's degree from Preview A&M in guidance counselor, and this is my eighth year as a counselor for DISD and my fourth year as a middle school counselor. Oh, wow. And I am the eighth-grade counselor at Ann Richards Dean Academy. Oh, wow. And so, quick question, how many students do you counsel? I'm just really curious. On the eighth grade, I have, this year's 400. The past oh. year, I, I went all the way to maybe 450. But this year, our enrollment went down on eighth grade level, and it's 400 students. Oh, wow. So you must be really organized, because <laughs> that's a lot of students. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. And and so did you always want to be a counselor? No. I, coming out of high school, I wanted to either, I knew teaching or either a registered nurse. But I uh, went to uh, business magnet school in DISD my junior mm-hmm. and senior year, and then I went in the business field. 
And then I had the opportunity to go back and uh, get my certification as a um, teacher. And I I had a, uh, an office manager make a comment one time when I was just a nurse assistant. Uh, who do Miss Lucky think she is? She thinks she's a counselor because all the kids would come and talk to me. <laughs> but what really made me go into the counselor's cell, I have a, uh, my son. My son is here in the parent. At the age of seven months, he uh, had spider meningitis and he became deaf. And I remember when he was in high school, my son played uh, football and he ran track. And I know um, if a athlete get accepted to a Division One college, they have to take in the SAT, ACT. And I had asked the counselor at his school, it was a special form that I had to fill out so that he can have an interpreter just there for instruction, not to do anything towards the test. And um, when I asked for the paperwork and everything, she told me I was wasting my money uh, paying for my son to take the ACT, SAT, and I explained to her if he didn't not one answer correct, I'm fine with that. It's just the experience. And so from that day on, I said I need to be a counselor so that students like my son or any other student who parent need that push and that students need that push that any kid can go to college no matter what level you're on. And that's why I decided, okay, I think I need to get in this field. Oh, wow. That's an amazing story. You know, Ms. Ms. Um, Ms. Francine and Francis, your job is so important. I don't think people understand how important guidance counselors are yes. to, with, to students. You know, it's because yes. of you and your push that, you know, the children go in further education. It's because of you and your push that the children, if they want to become that doctor or lawyer, you guide them towards mm-hmm. the right direction to go. Yes. You're, you are like, you're like the foundation I know that's like that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure, Nayeta, but you are the foundation <laughs> to the schools. Yes. You yes. you and the principals. Mhm. You know? And I don't think parents understand yeah. how important that you are. How how important counselors are. So thank you so much for being an awesome counselor <laughs> and you know, um, helping our community continue to grow with productive citizens. <laughs> first yeah. first of all. And so yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> Another question I have to ask, um, so Anne Richard is a, is a Tier 1 school, and so um, have you always counseled at a Tier 1 school? Have you ever been at a charter school, um, a private school, um, anything of that nature? No, I have always uh, been in the public school. And okay. in, in Dallas Independent School District, I, elementary level, and like again, this is my fourth year on the middle school level. Okay. And so, what are you being a guidance counselor? What are your responsibilities, and what does your role consist of? 
Okay, my responsibility as a guidance counselor, um, we have quite a few roles that we are responsible for. We are responsible for what we call uh, school-wide activities, where we is school-wide with uh, Red Ribbon Week, drug-free, and um, college go-get-it week. We have to prepare uh, activities, announcements for those things, um, bullying-free week. Uh, we have to um, put on a career day mm-hmm. okay. and also college fair. Those are the school-wide activities. I'm responsible for a small group counseling where uh, we get a group of kids who may be dealing with the same um, type of things such as grief. Um, we have kids who may be dealing with the divorce. We get those kids together and let them express themselves and interact with that. And then we also do like a, a study skills. Um, and it's not always something that's bad. We also get a, a group, we have an all-girl group where we just do activities with them, um, a leadership group. And then we have the individual counseling where a parent may re- refer their uh, child for individual counseling or a teacher may refer. Uh, for all these things, we do have to get the parent permission. And the individual counseling is just one-on-one. We meet with the student um, once a week for about 30 minutes. We also have to do academic conferences if a kid's kid is still in two or more classes, we have to conference with them, see what we can do to help them to bring up those grades uh, for the next grading period. Also with attendance, we have to make sure we reach out to the parents and the students who have problems with their attendance. And and see what else, we're responsible for uh, our at-risk students. Oh wow! Um, we we um, scheduling. We have to schedule the students. We go by. We uh, start off with a choice sheet. We let them choose, and then we have to schedule those in. We have to do parent workshops. Um, we have to do at least two each semester on higher ed for our parents. We have to do parent workshops. Um, we're responsible for. Um, interacting with uh, our grade level, with the teachers. Make sure that they understand our role as a counselor if they even need uh, some type of support. And we do get teachers to come in and sit and where I see this is going on with this student, what can I do to help you to help with this student? Um, As quite a few... And also we have to, uh, uh, well, we awards. I don't know if you notice in our building we have um, a Chris Award where we, uh, uh, as counselor, we put in the application about all the things that we do at Ann Richards or our school and our committee looks through it and grade us and 
the and for three years we have I received that crest award. Oh wow! For our campus, uh, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, you know, uh, just being an ear to a student or a parent. You know, we have mm-hmm. parents to call or come by to need to talk to the counselor, see the counselor, and they're reaching out for us to help with their child. We also have to may have to refer their student out to an outside agent if there's things that we can help them with at that time. So that's pretty much some of the things as a guidance counselor that we're responsible for, that oh. I'm responsible for. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I was yeah. sitting I was sitting here writing down all your responsibilities and I had to change to another five sheet. <laughs> like, yeah, and then on top of that we also are the five oh four chairperson for our wow. grade level. <laughs> oh wow. You you have a lot. You deserve this Christmas break. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> yes. You really, really deserve Christmas break. It so was. Question, I'm sorry. No. Okay. No, I'm good. I'm okay. Good. So the question I have to that I'm really curious about, um, how much you said a little bit about the community, how much do you think the support of the community plays in a student's life? The it plays a, a major role to the community because if the community is not you know, there to support the school, to support the student, there's no I mean, things can go in any kind of way. We need the community to come in and help with tutoring. And we had one parent, she from the community that came out and she was like the cross guard. We don't we don't have a cross guard. And she was directing traffic. And that helped a lot of the traffic in the morning. Oh wow. and uh we have the um, churches in the community and we we reach out to a lot of the business during our, our career day to come in. Uh, especially the, the dental place, they come in and they give free uh, screening to the students, a lot of support. And you need um, you need the community to help back the school up. I, um, I have a granddaughter that's uh, at Solo Preparatory All Girls School, which is the second year that the school's been open to DISD, and the, the support that they get in that community, it's blossom in their school. So the community plays a major role in how successful the school and the students will be because you need, that's the extra help that comes in, the extra push that um, the schools need. They need the community for support. Can, can you think and you need the positive support. You need positive support, not <laughs> negative support from the community. Right, right. Can you think of um, anything that you feel that the school is missing that they do need from the community at the moment? What the school is missing, um, and the parents are of the community, correct? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> we uh, we need a little more support in our parents. I mean, that's in that point of the community for like uh, when we have a parent meeting. 
for like two weeks ago, we had a parent meeting for all of all of us students that qualified for magnet school or early college. We have like two hundred students that qualify by their test scores, and this year we had maybe twenty parents. And in the past, our media center was standing room only, so we. Well, this year the the support is a little, it's not as major as the past. I don't know if that's to do with uh, the PTO, okay. but um, yeah, and it just we need the we need more parents to be more visible at the in our school. You know when we have a a meeting, when things need to be sent back to the school. Hmm. You know, you never I, – I know parents are very important um, to, um, to build the education system, but you mm-hmm. never realize how important they are until you actually become a sub like myself. <laughs> yes. Out, you know what? We need the support of the parents. We need the parents to be more supportive. Mm-hmm. We need the parents to, to come out to the school and help with the PTOs and with the PTOs. Right, right. And we need the parents to show the teachers how much we appreciate you with dealing with our students eight hours a day, right? You know, if it's just a card or you know something, you know, some to show the teacher we appreciate you all. You know, that is so true. What um, question? This is I I actually talked to Miss Nix early um, about this. What do you think the schools are doing right, and what do you think the schools are doing wrong? <laughs> What the what I think the school is doing right now compared to when I was doing they're preparing the students more for college. They're letting okay. the students know that you have the opportunity to go to college, and they're right. putting out the information for the students about you know college. As I go into the classroom for uh, choice sheets and for the endorsement. One of the things, what are your post, uh, one of the questions, what are your post-secondary uh, choices? What are you planning to do after high school? I wasn't asked that question when I was in high school. So the, know, student, is, yeah. <laughs> the students tell me, okay, well, Miss Lucky, I think I want to go to a community college, but can I go to a four-year? I said, yeah, yes, once you finish your community college, yes, you can go to a four-year. Some students know what. No, I I wanted to go to work. I want to go to work after high school. So, uh, but the kids know. Majority of the kids know. Okay, I want to go to a four-year college, and that is something that they're um, the the district. And then the another thing that they're doing right. They're giving students different opportunities to go to different high schools. They don't have to go to the high school in their community. If another school is offering something that you know it's like an engineering program. You can go to that school. You don't have to stay there. If your home school is not offering that, you can go to the school that's offering engineering or law or medicine. So that is something that the district is uh, doing right, even on the elementary level. That's really good. That's really good. Huh. And what what do you think that the – what do you think they're doing wrong? What they're doing, what you, the question is, what are they doing wrong? Yeah, what do you think the schools are doing wrong? 
What I think, and it's not just the school. I think it's the whole state of Texas. It's the 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 star test, the the <laughs> testing. You know, I uh, I have like I like I have eighth grade, and my eighth grade students are preparing for high school, so they have a lot of things that they have to sign. They cannot sign because they're not even taught to do handwriting in third grade, like I was taught, because they're preparing it for the star for testing. So I understand that the kids need uh, the experience of testing, but it shouldn't be so overpowered that the kids are stressed and 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 crying, not want to come to school on testing day because of other tests. Yeah, I I, I actually um, I what you're saying, you're absolutely right. Um, I was I I spoke to one teacher. We were talking about I think Miss French. We we're talking about curse of handwriting. Mm-hmm. And how they don't do cursive hand, they don't teach cursive handwriting anymore Mm-mm. in school. And so, what no. you actually have done is taken someone's creativity right. away. Mm-hmm. And you have, when you say sign your signature, you don't know how to sign your signature anymore. And so, right. with all that <laughs> testing, yeah, it's like, you know, when you take the test, it says put put your signature. And, it says name, <laughs> okay. and then it says put your, your signature. You can't even sign your signature right, because they're not right. even teaching cursive anymore. You have to, right, because after they read the oath, it asks them to sign their signature, yes. Yeah, and and I just think that it's good to it's good to be a, a good test taker, a great test taker, but there's other things mm-hmm. besides taking tests. And yes. so you're absolutely correct um, yes. on that um, on that subject. What... Um, what advice would you give to all the parents that are having issues with their children, and what advice would you give the parents that are not? Like, what good advice would you give them? Uh, uh, for the parents who are, what advice I would give as a parent, I would uh, to stay in your child business. <laughs> uh, be, stay in their business. Uh, do uh, know the who they're who they're hanging out with. Know their friends. Uh, Visit the school, check their their backpack, check their planners and the binders, and see what homework. Talk to your kid. Conversation. Talk to your child. Conversation. Communication. That's that's one advice. You must communication. And the parents that are not, you know. Uh, having any issue, they need to continue doing what they're done, doing with their child and, and stay and continue to stay in their child business, in their <laughs> sons and daughter business. Yes. That's you know, they would my mom is in my business or she's in my business. Yes, they must be in your business. Yes, they must be in your business. You made this really. You made a a really good point when you were talking about. We we talked about uh, what you do um, as a counselor and what your responsibilities consist of. When you're out of when you're out of school um, for the summer, because I was going to ask that um, towards mm-hmm. the end, because I I want to be able to when the kids are out for the summer, how do they continue to keep getting help? You know, if they're having issues, if there's a death in the family, when they're when they're used to talking to you about what their issues, um, or what the you know if they have, if they need a grief counselor, like what do kids do when they're out for the summertime and they still need that guidance that you have provided for them all during the year? So it's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I don't have mm-hmm. I don't have Miss Lucky. <laughs> what, what and am I, I going to do? Think- 
and I think during the summertime when that sometime it gets sometime it, it somehow it gets to the administrator that mm-hmm. something had happened to one of our students or student parent or whatever, and then the administrator will contact the the counselor, and we mm-hmm. would meet uh, somewhere with the parent. Safe, like we had a situation where one of our students drowned, and you know we just go out into the home and 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 meet with the parents, and then if at the beginning of the school we address it as a staff in case we need if a student's still dealing with it, and then we address it with that student at that time again if we have to. So there's no particular website that um, a student can go to and say, hey, I'm having an issue, issue. I need guidance here, um, you know. Well, we do, yeah, we, yeah, we do have on uh, Ann Rich's um, website, there's a counseling website, and our, okay. our, all the counselor email addresses there. Okay. So, and, that's, so that's, and, and speaking of that, uh, we had a situation uh, two nights ago. We had a student from another school mm-hmm. emailed the seventh grade counselor, she I guess she went on the website and saw her email and, and it was sharing with her a situation that was going on with her best friend who was a student in high school. So some of the kids just know how to reach out to the counselor. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is this is really good to know. I'm gonna make sure I address that, you know, um on the show that, you know, when kids do need help you can go to your to your school um counselor online. Yeah and find the information mm-hmm. and reach out to them that way. And yeah, that yeah. help never never stops. It never ceases. You know, yeah. it continues to it continues to go even though you're out for the summer, you have a, yeah. you, you have the help of for, you have the help from the school, from the community, from mm-hmm. your counselors, from your principals that yes. you, you yeah, because we check you're right, because I know I check my email uh every day, both my personal and my uh, school email. Okay. Well it's lucky. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you um, so much for taking the time to interview with The Help Show. This means so much to me. This means so much to the audience. Um, I can't wait to this airs on the 29th so people can be able to listen to your story, uh, Mrs. Jones' story, Mrs. Nick's story, and how community does matter and how community help continues to help our children grow. And so thank you so much for your service um, at Ann Richards, and thank you for the service for the, you do for the community because being a guidance counselor, it never stops. And your job yes. never stops. Yes. Yes. And so um, thank you so much, and I want you to have a great rest of the evening, and thank you for um, interviewing for the Help Show. Thank you. And thank you for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Have a good Nyetta beats the streets of Dallas to get some candid conversations with Dallas parents on the importance of community involvement in their child's education. Miss Ashley Jones, single mother of five, and Jamila Goosby, married and homeschools her child. Both women from two different economic backgrounds, but they both have the same thing in common, the togetherness of the community to help the growth of their children's education. See what they have to say. Enjoy. Hi, this is Nayetta, and you're listening to The Help Show. So I have a special guest. Her name is Miss Ashley Jones. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> 
And actually, she is a mother to one of my students. And so one of the teachers um, told her, you have to talk to a young lady named Nayeta. And so I'm, I'm so, so um, appreciative that you have taken the time to speak with me. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. We call that the TTT. Thank you, thank you, oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> At the help show. And so the reason I'm interviewing Miss Jones is because, first of all, uh, Miss Jones is a single mother. Okay. And she's a single mother with five children. I'm going to tell a little bit of her story. I'm going to let her tell you the rest of it. And so um, our piece is about education, um, community matters. And so with her being a single mom with five children, um, the question I, I asked Miss Ashley is how important is it that you're involved in your community? And what, like, what do you do being involved in your community with your children? Uh, it's very important to be involved in your community with the children because as far as I'm concerned with the children, they it takes a village to right. raise one child. Most definitely. So uh, different ways that I feel a lot of parents need to be involved with right. their kids and right. inside the community and especially with the school systems and stuff is just show up. Ask questions. Right, right. Whenever you can. Right. I know I have five kids, and I, like, now this year, <clears throat> I'm not in the PTA. Right. And I don't uh, volunteer. Okay. But I do show up. Okay. And when I show up, I'm either showing up to understand, or I'm showing up to show out with them. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> it depends on the situation. If I'm just, leisure time is, is free time. Your right. kids are, even when they're at school and you don't have anything to do with your time. Right. Your kids are still yours. Most definitely. So if you ain't had no problems, if they ain't bringing in no homework, then I suggest you go see. What's like, going on? What's yeah. going on? Just go see. It may not, they may actually just not have homework. Right. That's true. Or they may just not be bringing it in. You just got to go see. You never know. Right, right. And so do you do anything as far as like, um... I don't want see when I say community service, I think about like, um, like, like, do you volunteer like after school programs or anything with the kids? Is that something you'll be interested in doing? See, I actually, uh, um, before John B. Hood became Piedmont, I was actually a part of their dance group. Like, I actually volunteered okay with the dance group. I actually have volunteered on field trips. Like, I have been very active. Okay, and I say I just stopped. I mean, I just just stopped, like, within last year and this year because my daughter is 18. The, the oldest is 18. Right. So, if you look at it, two years of me being idle. Right. I don't, I mean, I'm still not idle. I'm still there at the school. I'm still, right. you know, I we text. We even, like, if it's a problem, she'll send me a video. It, right. You know, or whatever. Like, we have an open line of communication, so I'm there. But I think... That when I do get back involved, it's going to be more so of a me offering my services to the the kids who um, nobody really wants to deal with. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like the problem children. Right. Or the small classroom kids. You know what I'm saying? I right. had one teacher tell me one time, my kid was cutting up and she said, well, he's running with a group of the boys that <clears throat> they don't care about their, their education. Educa yeah. Their education. They don't care about discipline he's with the wrong group of kids right and 
I wanted to see this group of kids. Huh. I wanted to know this group of kids right. because evidently it was something with my son that he gravitated to this group of kids. Correct. They all felt lost. Huh. They all felt unloved. Mm. So if I'm telling my son, and I'm a single parent, his dad is not in the household. His dad is, you know what I'm saying? It's us. Right. It's me, and it's his sisters and his brothers. And I'm telling him every day, okay, you're a king. You are meant to do this. You are meant to do that. Right. Young men don't carry themselves in this way. They they open doors. They say please and thank you. They're polite to women. They don't fight and rough women up. You know, like, right. if I'm instilling certain things into my kid, and then... He gets to school and he's at this school for eight hours with a group of kids that right. I know nothing about. Then, yes, I want to know who they are. Right. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why he's so interested in them. Right. What is it that, you know, what's going on? So I want to learn about the kids, their background, if they have anybody that's actually instilling anything into them. And if not, then come on, because we're going to do it together. Right. right. I, I don't believe in turning your back or making a child feel like they're less than great because they are they came in this world not knowing nothing everything right. that they're doing they're mimicking right do you understand what uh-huh. i'm saying like they're sponges they're literally mimicking it so if you got a kid that's cutting up and he walking around baggy pants you know acting like he ain't got a career baby cut that tv out he's seeing something yeah. he's seeing something and if yeah. it's not you then baby t- turn that tv out right give him something else right. they got books at the store for 25 cents oh wow huh I thrift shop. I got five kids. You have to, yeah. You have to learn to be frugal in order to survive in, in our society. And um, you are right. The children do sponge. As I, individuals, people in general, we all sponge. We're going to sponge to the day that we die. Right. And so I'm going to probably sponge something off of you, and you're going to probably sponge off. And I'm gonna <laughs> probably going to, you're going to sponge off off of me. Right. And, and that's how, that's how the world works, you know, um, I don't think anyone's originator. No. <laughs> no. Every no one's originator of anything. Someone has saw someone to now. Now they may have improved what they saw, right? But they did not originate it. What life is about to me? It's about mm-hmm. improving something. Like you're not going to go and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You already got one. You're gonna make it better so it can you know get you where you need to be a little smoother. Hmm. So <clears throat> you said that you are not. Um, active this year um, in the PTA. I want you guys to know she is in school. <laughs> so I'm being a little selfish right now. Yeah, so she didn't tell you guys that no. it, it takes a lot to be involved <laughs> in the PTA and um, be and do everything and, and go uh, to school. I've been a den mother. <laughs> I've been uh, on the PTA, like active at every meeting. I have been a part of the mentor program where we basically... Uh, coach the young girls like I told you I was a part of the the dance team and Uh helped with it we just basically coached the young girls had open discussions where we talked about feelings and we talked about drama and we talked about hair and we talked about hygiene and you know what I'm saying so it's not like I just I quit I'm being real selfish right now I'm putting love and time into me I got a business I'm trying to have I got my baby's leaving I got to do something with myself once they gone (laughs) I don't know what I'm gonna do but you know so I mean I'm still there though self-care self-care it's very important my thing I've learned about caring for other people because I I work part-time as well so Mm -hmm. I do home health and I did this for the past 10 years caring for other people yeah one thing I've learned is it's very easy to care for everyone else. As mm. a mom, it's so easy 
to care for everyone else and make sure that everyone else is okay. Hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to worry about you, especially being single. There is no one to say, hey, did you eat? Right. Or how are you feeling? You your head, you know, I know you've been having headaches, your head hurting or anything. Can I get you anything? There is no help. So you have to learn how to love yourself and help yourself. And this year I'm learning to love myself. So I put myself first this year and I joined, I'm in college. I love my class. There is my refuge. School is my refuge. So I do not doubt that school is a refuge for a lot of the children that you face on the daily basis. I, I highly doubt that it's not. Oh, so what do you so what do you think schools are doing right right now? What do you think schools are doing wrong, in your opinion? Right now, I think what they're doing right is they're actually they're in, they're implementing structure. Okay. A lot of kids don't have that. Okay. They are letting like with uniforms. They want them to look a certain way. Right. They want them to. They feel like. With looking a certain way, you're going to carry yourself a certain way. Right. When they step out of line, they get them right back in line. You know, hey, no, you need to tuck your shirt in. Right. You need to put your belt on. This is how you're supposed to look. So that's teaching them that your appearance is worth something. Okay. And people are going to look at you and judge you off of that. And they're not supposed to, but that is a gift. That's with anyone. Okay. And so what do you think they're doing wrong? Writing the kids off. Hmm. Just assuming that they don't care. Huh. Don't ever assume that they don't care because they are lacking um, an attitude of caring or like, um, oh, well, I got in trouble or I ain't turned my assignment in. You know, you got to actually have discernment with these kids and actually look at them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are probably full of crap. You know what I'm saying? And playing like, and they know, oh, well, Reynolds, she easy. If I just tell her, no, I'm just going to let her know because I got away with it this time. So, no, a lot of them (laughs) probably are just full of it. But don't write the kids off. Like, actually listen to them. If if I feel like you're in a position to actually make a difference, a real difference, and all you got to do is hear them. Yeah. Hear them out. You may be tired, but just just two seconds, three seconds. <laughs> okay, four seconds. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and what would you like to tell the teachers? I would like to tell all of you teachers that you are loved. I personally, I appreciate all the teachers because I feel like it takes a special kind of person with a special kind of heart to be very selfless and say, hey, I'm going to give you all of this time. I'm going to put all of everything that I have in me into making sure that you have what you need to be successful. Nobody actually cares like that nowadays. Like, not really in the community. A lot of people, you see, I have a street full of neighbors. Hmm. Most of these neighbors, they could see a kid out here, you know, a group of kids may be fighting. They're not going to go and break that fight up. Hmm. They're going to look and, you know, be like, oh, the kids, they're fighting. You know, it's going to be a discussion about right. the fight, but there's not going to be any interaction or any interjection. Right. Versus me. I love all these kids. I have kids, so they're in my yard. So huh. if they're fighting, yes, I don't care if I'm cooking. I'm coming outside. What are you doing? Why y'all fighting? Right. That don't make sense. Y'all going to be right back in each other's face tomorrow. Right. 
Y'all got to learn how to get along. Most definitely. Just because you have a disagreement does not mean that it's okay to put your hands on people. Right. It does not mean that it's okay to verbally abuse people. Right. And it does not mean that it's okay for you to catch your attitude and walk away, you know, just because things aren't going the way that you feel like they should. Y'all right. don't have to work it out. Hmm. A lot of people don't work things out. They don't. A lot of people don't even take the time to understand where the problem is coming from or what is going on with the kid before they say, well, oh, mm, you know what? I'm not even dealing with their kid today. They they full of crap. They come in here every day. It's a problem. If every day is a problem, it's deeper than just coming into the school building. Right. That's so true. Not every household has two parents. Most definitely. Not every household has an individual that actually instills caring values into the kid. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of parents are too tired at the end of the day. I'm one of those parents that come in and. I be tired. School, work, I, then I rip and run, go on my rounds, pick up all the kids, and then I come home and I'm cooking. Right. Then I have my school work. Right. Then I forgot, oh, I got to go pick up these prescriptions for Miss Hazel, or I got to go do this for so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Right. Too busy to hear it. Huh. You can't be too busy. Right. I mean, in a minute, they going to be running our world. We don't want no more... No more... People who don't know what they do. <laughs> Number forty-five. I understand. We look. I think a lot of people feel like this this year. We just. I just want. I'm trying my best to raise responsible, functional citizens. Most definitely. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be the pope. Yeah. But you're gonna have to have some type of understanding. Correct. Especially if you want a certain type of outcome, a right. peaceful outcome, a harmonious outcome. Most definitely. You're going to need some understanding. Miss Jones, I think you should be a teacher. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll leave that up to you guys. Oh, my goodness. You guys are awesome. No, I'm going to. But I, I can say this. Like, with my business, I have been in a position to where I've had to teach because with my business it was only it's only me right so i am the art director i'm the dj i am the what the administrator i'm I'm everything (laughs) and it it gets chaotic and but i've had the pleasure of excuse me i've had the pleasure of teaching and embracing other children and it's such a joy it's a joy i i could tell you all day long oh these kids get on there Oh, my kids work my nerves. I, mm-mm, these kids. But I love kids. Yeah. I love kids. And kids have always gravitated to me. And I understand kids. But children know that. Kids know that. Mm-mm. I don't... I, I, I know... Kids know good people. They... Look, a child know when they're loved and when they're not loved. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. For a fact. I, a mental health counselor as well. Okay. And usually what happens... It just depends what kind of child that you're, you know, dealing with or counseling. Right. Once they start feeling the love, then they start to fight back. And then they start to open up, though. They, yeah. They actually, you get to see everything. Look, oh, I'm sorry, my baby is just. Come it's on. okay. What time is? Well, Miss Jones, I um, I want to say thank you. Thank you. I'm, I want to say I appreciate your time. Um, thank you for opening up to the Help Show and to the audience. About how you know how you appreciate teachers and and how you um, interject yourself into the community to help out with children. Um, also, how 
how you are involved in your um, your children's lives and how important for for parents in the community to be involved in the children's life and how definitely how important it is that the community truly raise raises our children right and i just i want to make sure that it's understood like when it comes to my understanding of teachers i love teachers Mm-hmm. And I do love teachers because at one point I was a kid. Yeah. And I was a kid probably growing up like half of these kids that are growing up now. Yeah. A single parent household, feeling half loved, didn't, you know what I'm saying? So going to school was my refuge. Mm-hmm. And when I did good and when I made good grades, like uh, uh, my situation was different because a couple of the teachers actually knew my situation. Right. So they were able to kind of, hey, you know, are you okay? Or yeah. I just want to tell you, you did good on this and keep up the good work. You know, you, you, you getting it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So a pat on the back is never, ever, 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 ever disregarded. It's like, oh, you know how the kids like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did that. <laughs> like, we want to build them up. Yeah, so we're going to keep building them up and giving them that. But it's like it, school is the best place on earth for a kid. I think so too. I believe that the teachers are the best gifts that God can give. <laughs> you don't know how it's it's very hard to sit back. I remember when my daughter <laughs> came in and she was in Skyline and girl was in this mad cluster. She had, you know, like all this homework and it was things that I hadn't seen. But at the time I was active in the schools, but I didn't know that they gave workshops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is Caroline, yes. But see, I didn't know that as a as a parent, I didn't know. And even though the schools would send out um what do you call it? Like the the little voice recordings and would tell you about coffee with the principal and uh-huh. stuff like that, you know, things that are going on. I knew, I was unaware of the workshops. So it wasn't until I actually started to research it and go on to the websites and look and look and ask 99 questions and then I actually complained. I was like, "Listen, Y'all giving her this work, but I don't know anything about this. Like, and so I had a teacher, and he was like, "Well, you know, you can come to the workshops we have, and we offer this and this." And so once I got more information about it and actually got into it, it was able to help me help my kids. Most definitely. So I tell the parents, like, especially I have a lot of friends who are like, "Well, you know, their kid will be like, well, I, Mama, I need help with this. I don't understand this.'" And they girl go I don't know just we gonna write your teacher a note no you just writing your baby off yeah don't do that actually get up get online see what's going on with all of the connections that we have now it's really no reason that a parent should say oh well, I'm, I, I can't get it or I cannot help you that's the worst thing you can tell your kid especially hmm. when you want them to try you beat them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you better get this right. You better do this. You got these grades. You need. I ain't taking no 65 and no 70. Well, then you need to get up and you need to help them accomplish whatever it is you're trying to get them to achieve. Right. And they can't do it by themselves. That's true. They can't do it by themselves. And the teacher can only do so much. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Hmm. Like, you can only, you can give the assignment. You can go over the assignment. But once the child gets home, it's up to the parent to help to connect the dots. You know what I'm saying? To fill it in or to build a kid up with this confidence to let them know that you can do this. Yeah. It's not too hard. It's you not. can do this. Yeah. Now, a lot of the kids may feel like we're always testing and they want to test us for this and test us for that. And, you know, we're ranked this way and that way. 
a lot of kids may feel like they're just a number. You know what I'm saying? But that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And like I tell my kids, baby, between your teacher and me, we're going to make sure that you're the best person that you can be. But you have to apply yourself. And that's all the time. And I tell him that. You, but you got a choice to make. I can't do the work for, for you. you. Yep. I can't sit on the side of you day in and out and make you do this work in this classroom because right. I got bills to pay to keep our lights on, to keep right. food on the table, to keep clothes on your back, to keep you as fresh as you are with this haircut and these shoes. I, I got stuff I got to do. Right. So I need you to do what you're supposed to, to do. do. Yeah. And if I got to come up to the school because you're having an altercation with another kid, so now you letting another person distract your education. Like you, you letting them take away from your education. Most definitely. We're not going to let anyone else interfere with our education. Most definitely. So you're going to have to either figure it out or and get it right, or I'm going to help you get it right. Then you're not going to like me for the rest of the year, but <laughs> you're going to pass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to yeah. pass, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. So. It's okay. Miss Jones, thank you so, so much for interviewing with the Health Show. Thank you. And I'm thank sorry. you. That's okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Nayetta, and you're listening to The Help Show. So, I am with an amazing guest. Her name is Jamila Coosby. Is that your maiden name, or is that your... That's my um, married name. Your married name. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right, Gooseby? Yes, Okay. Gooseby. And um, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you with the TTT <laughs> um, for... We do the TTT hashtag. Okay. And so, I want to thank you for taking the time... Um, for you, you know, for interviewing with the Help Show and spreading awareness how much education and community matters, mm. and um, it's late. So if you guys don't know, it's like probably seven o'clock and it's like forty degrees outside, and so she could be in bed. It's almost Christmas, like a day before Christmas, yeah. and she's over here de- dealing with me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And so I want to say thank you for taking the time again, and I'm excited about this interview, and I'm really interested on your views about education and community mm-hmm. and how important it is. So I want you to tell the audience a little bit about, about a little bit about yourself. Okay. Before we start. And how education and community plays. Yeah, of important. course, of course. Um so um just to give a little bit of background, I'm new to the Dallas um area. I've been here um a little bit shy of um two years, but it's taken me some time to kind of get plugged in to community um, here in Dallas, I'm from San Diego, California, and I have uh, an MA in counseling psychology. Um, I have a six-year-old son, and in grad school, um, I just became very aware um, about what children need to thrive, mm-hmm. um, and my experience in school settings. Kingston went to a preschool, private preschool. But nonetheless, um, just the, the the ability for teachers to be able to tune to children um, in a way that's nurturing for every child seemed to be lacking. And so that's where I became more aware about, let me look at some different alternatives to education that can better suit the needs of my son. Okay. So how are you involved in your community? Um, so here in Dallas, um, I'm very involved in my church community. Um, that is where my son is involved mostly, and I work with a couple of um, nonprofit work that our church does for young women and young mothers, and so I'm pretty much active with that um, at my church. 
So the question, what I want you guys to know about Jamila is that she homeschooled her son, <laughs> Kingston, which is absolutely adorable. Thank you. And so is it different with you homeschooling Kingston, you actually being the educator now? Mm-hmm. So you're the teacher, you're the educator, you're the mom, you know, you're the counselor, mm-hmm. you're the school t- um, cafeteria lady. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you are um, uh, what you are the field trip, um, the bus driver, yeah. Yeah. and so you play all the roles that a uh, that a school community would play, but it's all on you, yeah. And luckily, it's not totally on, all on me, you know. I have um, the luxury of having my parents, they live here in Dallas, they moved from California as well, right? And so they help me once a week. Um, with them while I'm able to work part-time but homeschooling is a huge commitment and a big family sacrifice right um you know you, it becomes a two-income home down, dwindles down to primarily one income <laughs> home so there's a lot of changes that happen with making that decision it really is a family um something that the whole family does it's right. not just um me by myself right um, it takes a village to raise children. It really, really does. It, really um, does. And it doesn't matter if you don't have immediate biological family. You know, you can find um, people to enroll into your community and be a support. So um, I, it's not just, you know, I have people at, at, you know, my church, people from my husband's job, people from, you know, my job. And even like you, for instance, like you're part of my community too. So, you know, you've given me plenty of school resources <laughs> so well, it really is enrolling people that are in your circle to join in with that okay mm-hmm. so what do you think when when Kingston was in school what do you think schools were doing right or okay. if your school was doing right and then what do you think your school was not doing wasn't doing correctly okay or I want to make sure I answered the last question what was the last question um how are you involved in your ch- in your child's school in so community. in your community okay so you yeah you are the <laughs> you are the school yeah. you know yeah. so absolutely yeah um and w- one thing I will say is uh is that you really don't have to have a huge network to make a decision on school you know I I would say Part of my waiting so long to start homeschooling Kingston was because I made up this story that I had not enough support here. Right. And all my family and friends and cousins and, you know, just people that I've known forever in California. And it just seemed like I don't have enough to do it here. Right. And I did, you know. So just for those who are like, can I do this? Can I work in homeschool? Absolutely. Um, can I be single in homeschool? Absolutely. Right. It really is about you. Can, you can create that whatever you want that to look like in your own personal home. So, so what type of community do they have for homeschools? I know you can reach out and and deal with other parents that homeschool mm-hmm. their, their yeah. children. Yeah, um, there are co-ops out there, and Kingston and I have not found. My son's name is Kingston. If I didn't mention that. Um, there are co-ops out there, and we haven't found a good co-op that fits us yet. Right. But my hope is that by the you know end of the year, right. going into the, our second year of homeschooling, that we would have nailed down a good co-op community because that's going to 
be helpful for like the field trips and enrichment classes right. and things like that. And, and in the meantime, we do play dates and field trip dates with other families and their children. So you really can just like make it work, you know, it's, yeah, it's doable. It's doable. Mm-hmm. So on a, for example, on a regular date, what is Kingston? What's the schedule? Okay. So the way that I, I homeschool, um, and I, I don't know if, um, you're familiar with um, democratic learning, Sudbury School model, Charlotte Mason models, but these are models that really go on a more f- free based. Um, um, these are models that are um, more self directed learning for children. Okay. So the idea is that um, the child knows what he or she wants to learn. Okay. And what they want to learn is important. Very important, <laughs> and so I don't, I don't ignore that. Hmm. Um, it's not this is mommy's agenda, and you have to go with mommy's agenda. This is what's important to you. It could be the sciences. It could be a certain book he's really into. We can just have a conversation about that. Hmm. I mean, it could be math. I mean, we we do school in a very different way. So our day does not look like most times we're not at home all day at all. Like okay. we're home very little. Okay. Um, and so it's not like, well, here's your paperwork and then here's your pencil and then sit here and do your, we don't do it that way. Um, our day could literally be, you know, while we're at the grocery store, he's doing some math skills. Um, then he needs to, if he needs, if I need to find something, I enroll him to assert himself and ask an attendant to like for help. Mm-hmm. And then coming to the cash register and helping with the bags and saying, okay. so those things are life skills, right? Character building, Correct. you know, and it's social. Yes, very and much. So, so you know, when you have people who say, "Well, what about homeschoolers aren't socialized?" Well, they're probably the most socialized if you do it in a way that well, you're not home all day, right? So, I mean. I kind of, I always chuckle at this point when people say that because I'm just like, that when you think about it, they're out all day right. socializing with all walks of life. Right. And age mixing is happening because you're interacting, Kingston's interacting with adults and teenagers and kids. It's not just kids and authority figures. Right. Um, it, if that makes sense. So it allows him to have um, a variety of a demographic, like you said, all mm-hmm. people. And so you have from, from low, because low poverty from middle class to high poverty. Yeah, and not high and even and but, even um, and even income. that doesn't even and, and the, the beauty of it is none of that comes into play. He just learns to really embrace people for who they are, and he doesn't have the pressure of what's the latest outfit and how much shoes cost. I mean, you know, start getting those are things that I'm like we can really do without those things for my family. Like right. that's not, and I'm, I'm glad that he doesn't have to deal with that, and so. Yeah, this year has been good. So the question I have for you, can you tell a difference in his reading comprehension since he's homeschooling? Is there a difference? Can I, don't, t- I wouldn't know because Kingston, prior to being homeschooled, this is our first year. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're fairly new into the game uh-huh. before he was going to a democratic school. Okay. And again, that is a self-directed learning model Okay. Um, where the child gets to make that decision when they're ready. Okay. And so while he was there for that year, reading wasn't important to him. Hmm. It wasn't on his radar. He was really into building Legos and he was into, you know, a lot of interactive play. Right. Um, you know, 
So that wasn't of interest to him. Now it's becoming of interest because he is into things like Minecraft and build blocks and, you know, things where he's building. So he needs to be able to read. Right. He's a very inquisitive child. (laughs) He's into electronics and text messaging and, and, you know, so he's, so he, now it's, now it's important. So now he's latched onto it. um, And so now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? So when Kingston was in school, um, what did you think that his school, his his educational system where he was, what what do you think they were doing right? And what do you think they were doing wrong? Yeah, they were doing some um, beautiful things there. What I loved about it was that children had time to play. Okay. And one of the grievances I have with our educational system um, in America is that we take away play with our kids. Um and we narrow it down to a certain time of day for a certain period of time where that's all the play that you get. Right. And when you're in the classroom, you're not to be playing. You're to be sitting down and listening and right. being quiet and sitting still and right. all of these things that are very adult-like um, right. when kids should be playing. Right. Um, I really like the, the, the model that um, Finland uses. They believe in play. Right, and so that's what I loved about the school. Um, it's called Macarios. It's here in um, Grapevine, Texas. Um, wonderful school, and they um, really push for children to play. That's good. And so th- that was one of the most wonderful things. The other thing was age mixing. Okay. Um, and age mis- mi- mixing is essentially um, your teachers are your mentors. Mm-hmm. So the adults are not just like adult. Um, um, figures who tell children what to do but they are amongst the group of children of all ages and they're okay. there to be a support and just kind of be um be a part of the school community okay um and so they're called mentors and I appreciated that and I also appreciate the the ability for Kingston as a five-year-old to be able to interact with 14-year-olds and 12-year-olds and 10-year-olds. And you see how learning becomes very fluid when you have a five-year-old learning how to, whether it's do handwriting or put together a robot from a 12-year-old. So you can imagine some of those skills a five-year-old would get just from a 12-year-old. And then just that kind of environment really played a role in um, persistent determination. Mm-hmm. When kids have the freedom to learn and play, and playing is learning. I learned that playing is learning. Mm-hmm. People see kids play, and it's like, you stop playing. Yeah. You stop, come over here and learn. Yeah. And, I, and I even have to make that correction right there when I said playing and learning. Well, playing to be playing is to be learning. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that there, and Kingston experienced that there and so it was just really really incredible like really really incredible experience um and so I can't say that he wouldn't go back it just you know this is the season in our life where homeschooling was was the option for us okay and so what do you think they did wrong um you know for me and I and as an African-American wife and mother um diversity is important right very important and having hard conversations about white privilege and what that looks like in schools and what that means for our black children right um 
for me, it's you got to have those hard conversations. And mm-hmm. so I've never been ashamed to sit at the table and say, let's have these hard conversations. Right. Um, and so that became, there, there were some issues there. Okay. And so, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. But when you when you see the weighing out, there was way more pros than there were cons. cons. Most definitely. And so, I don't have any complaints there. Like I said, can't say he wouldn't go back. <laughs> okay, I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, with you, I meant to ask you this um, earlier in the interview. With you homeschooling Kingston, you know, in public schools now, they're not teaching cursive writing. Mm-hmm. Are you going to teach Kingston you know what? cursive writing? If Kingston doesn't say, like, I really want to learn cursive, like, I'm mm-hmm. into the arts and I want to learn how to write, do cursive, no. Like, we are in the age of technology. Right. And so, I like that he knows how to work a computer. Right. <laughs> and knows how to use the iPad and knows right. how to do research on the internet. And, you know, those things, I'm not interested now. Kingston comes and says, I want to learn how to write cursive. Right. We're learning how to write cursive. So, I look at it like this. Because, you know, I'm into the arts. So, I'm right. into arts. I, right. I paint. I draw. Mm-hmm. Beautifully, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm that creative person. Right. And so, with especially with technology, you still can use... They, actually, they always ask you your signature. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm a big advocate of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a signature is a, is a way to express yourself. Like, if I ask you I right agree. now... Just write your give me give me a signature. You right. can write in cursive. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not saying like pound it down. Yes, write in yes. cursive. And because even in, even technologically, you still have to sign your signature with your finger. I hear that. I hear that. And I will say, just some free. No, it's not top. <laughs> no, right now it is not top on our priority. Okay. But you think about it. Yes, okay. I'm willing to think about okay. it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And. And so we're going to close out. What would you tell a teacher? Because right now you are the educator, you know. And so for the teachers that are listening, okay. What what if, what would you tell them? What what would you what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? What would you tell them? What would you like to express? Um, you know, if, if there's teachers that are listening, I would like to share that it just makes it so hard to have that conversation because I I know that teachers work so very hard mm-hmm. to be present in their classroom and mm-hmm. to attune to their children's needs. And um, there's so many amazing teachers out there who try to do it all, you know. Um, but when the class size is so big, you can only do so much as one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I would like to share is um, affirming your students. Okay. Of any takeaway, I remember watching a video of a teacher. I want to say I don't know if it was Baltimore. I was, I was watched a teacher. I was on Instagram. I love Instagram. <laughs> no, we all girl. <laughs> and the way he affirmed each student was they had a, a special handshake yeah. before they walked in the classroom. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that. And I was just I really just almost brought me to tears. How powerful it was just to see these kids get up to their teacher and their back straight and they looked them and looked the teacher in the eye and they had their personal you know, unique handshake with their teacher. Um, just a wonderful way to start the day. Yeah. Um, but really just finding ways to do things like that to affirm their students. Okay. Um, so they don't, you know, 
kids are in school more time than they are at home. <laughs> so those little things like affirming them, whether it's through a handshake or saying a daily affirmation before starting class, those are things that will stick with a child forever. Forever. Most you know, I was in public school, private school, homeschool. I've been all, you know, growing up. And so the teachers that I remember, uh-huh. they were the ones that yeah, taught me to affirm mm-hmm. myself. You know, my, affirming myself. Huh. I didn't need my teacher to affirm me. Yeah. <laughs> I needed my teacher to teach me how to affirm myself. Most definitely. Because you're not always, not every family does it at home. Right. And so kids spend most of their day at school. Hmm. And if you can, you know, teach kids how to learn to affirm themselves, um, I think that's helpful. You know, I tell my students before we close out, um, do your best. Mm. Be your best. Mm-hmm. And you will thrive for success. Mm-hmm. And and I live by that model mm-hmm. myself. And yeah. so when they take a test, I say, do your best, be your best, and you will thrive for success. success. I love it. I love that. And okay. so with that being said, thank you so much, Jamila, for interviewing with the Help Show. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. So, Nada, what do you think about the two ladies that you interviewed? I thought they were very interesting. I thought they were really great women. Um, I thought they were extremely bold and very smart, even though both of them did come from two economic backgrounds. Um, Jamila being from California and Mrs. Jones being from Dallas, Texas. Um, you could see they did have one common um, um, ground um, point, and that was the community. With Jamila, um, educating teaching Kingston being a home school being homeschooled she needed her parents she needed her husband she needed the community she needed the church she still needed all these people to help raise her child and Miss Jones made this very great um, statement it takes a community to raise your child it takes a village it takes a village yep. and so Jamila is showing that it does take a village to raise her son Kingston and so um, I thought they it's very admirable to hear women out here, even though if your child is in school and you have teachers um, help raising your child, it's still they still you still need the togetherness of of the community, of your people. And um, I love the fact that Miss um, Jones she's in school and she's finishing up her nursing. So congratulations, Miss Jones, you got this. She's making great get grades. Um, Jamila, she is a counselor, um, and she homeschools her child. And so you got this, Jamila. I think Kingston is gonna. He has a great teacher, but you have no breaks. So. <laughs> and so, um, I really like the fact that Miss um, Jones Ashley was like, she was, she, she knows what it takes to to raise a child, to raise children. She has five. And, you know, she made this statement. We were were listening, um, Oliver and I, how she said how if a kid is outside fighting and some people, some neighbors won't say anything, but if they're fighting in her her yard or in her presence, she says, hey, you guys got to learn how to get along. And so that's, and that's, at the schools as well because guess what they're going to be friends the next day it also <laughs> she, shows that you care it does show that you do care 
And so it shows that she's concerned, not just about her five children, but the community um, children as well. And so I, I thought that was um, really great. Um, thank you, Ms. Jones. And Jamila, um, I think what you're doing is hard. You know, you know, I, I'm a teacher, but I, I get to, after after seven periods, I don't have no eighth period. <laughs> I'm out. You know, that's a lot. You know, you, you have to come up with the curriculum for your child to do. You have, you. it's like, it's a, this is 24-7 with you, you know. And so I think that's um, a very hard job, but you want to make sure, you know, Kingston has the best education. Just think how rewarding that is as a parent to see, like, okay, your child is, like, to see them, like, progress and grow and see that learning like wow like he's learning these different things these different concepts and just to kind of see that grow I mean that yeah it's a job but I mean I think that would be like a good uh, a good feeling you know so it, it, it turns into like not work because yeah you're, you're playing a part in your child's growth I think so too I think you made a, a very valid point um, and um Sometimes you don't think about those things, so I think that was a very valid point. I just want to say thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Help Show. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave comments. And we want to know what you think. It's so important for you guys to leave comments. We don't know. What? Why are you looking at Like, be gentle. Like, oh my, just leave comments, but just... Keep them cute. Thank you. <laughs> give me all the great comments and give all of the comments. For more information and to donate, please visit our website at thehelpshow.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.